You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in this here show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. Before we get to the new caller, we do have one today. A couple things. Yesterday... Uh, you were not supposed to get Packernet After Dark because we didn't have enough calls. We got a bunch right now that just flooded in, which is great. Um, however, today you were supposed to have a podcast. I would had no idea that you didn't have any podcast today. I thought that you did. I didn't hit the old, you know, publish button on the thing. And so, um, you know, when somebody reached out and they're like, dude, you didn't give me a podcast. I just thought they meant Packernet After Dark. I didn't realize it was everything. And so... I got to figure out what to do with that. I guess I'll wait until the next non-practice and just kind of slip that one in there because it's a non-practice one, fortunately, because if it was an, uh, an update, I would have just been screwed, I guess. But anyways, just wanted to let you guys know that. Also, very important news. I have a hot, hot dog update for you. I did not acquire Vienna beef hot dogs, but I did find at my grocery store Nathan's and Hebrews. I did immediately notice that really weird flavor in the Hebrews. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about, but you eat any beef hot dog, and they all kind of have a general similar taste. There is a, a unique taste in those Hebrews, and I don't know what it is, but it just it throws me off. Nathan's was okay. It, neither of them was anywhere near as good as at least what I remember Vienna beef to be. I, I'm, I'm tempted to not even go buy a Vienna beef hot dog because I'm scared it's going to not live up to my expectations of what I remember it tasting like. But um, I think if I had to pick, Hebrew would be better if it didn't have that weird taste. It's, it's, it's almost like a perfect beef hot dog. It's just got that weird thing to it. So I would have to go with Nathan's if I was going to pick one of those two. But I am determined to uh, go find some, he- uh, some Vienna beef hot dogs just to, just to confirm that that is, in fact, the king of beef hot dogs. First time listeners, I apologize for the um, complete confusion you must be experiencing right now, and I hope that you've hung through. <laughs> Uh, anyways, new caller, what's going on, man? Hey, Ryan, this is Nick from Boston. What's up? Love the show. Thank you. I was just hoping that you could possibly look into moving the, the Packernet podcast over to um, the new YouTube podcast section. Uh, a couple months ago, I, I started seeing the, the podcast section in my YouTube music app, and I looked for your show in it, and it's not there. Uh, and I was hoping to access it there, if, if possible. I don't know how much work that takes, or if it's worth it. But I, for one, would would, would utilize that. So, um, once again, love the show. Bye. Yeah, I I got to look into that. One of the things that's annoying is with podcasts. What happens pretty much across the board is you have a podcast feed. And it's just the main hub. This is where you host the podcast. And then it distributes your feed to all. So it doesn't matter if it's Spotify, any of these things. You just kind of tell it, like, here's my feed. And it just pulls directly from the feed. As far as I know, YouTube does not have that. So I would need to upload it separately. 
And the drawback to that is, um, you know, the, the thing that I'm trying to grow is this feed. And so any growth that I get over there, it's like a completely separate entity and it does not impact what I'm doing over here. So it's extra work. The only reason it would be worth it is if it really blew up. And it might. And I should probably try it just to see what happens. Because uh, I did recently find out that that was a thing. And I was excited. I was like, oh, cool. How do I get the feed over there? And apparently that's not a thing. I have to upload it completely separately. So I'll explore that a little bit more. I might just do a little trial run just to kind of see, you know, what the numbers look like. I know YouTube is pretty crazy as far as all those things go. Um, I guess I, I never really considered listening to podcasts on YouTube as opposed to just a podcast player, but I don't know. I don't know what people are doing, and I want to go where people are, so I will uh, try to get a second look into that. And again, maybe I'll try it and just, just see if there's any viability to it. You know, if, if 100 people are listening, I just I, it's not worth the extra time to upload it over there. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I spent uh, the last... Well, I spent probably about two minutes trying to figure out the YouTube thing. Or I, I can't even find podcasts on YouTube, so I'm not even sure what that is. It's a whole separate part that I can't find. But then I spent 15 minutes somehow going down a rabbit hole of watching stand-up comedians get heckled. Um, so I, I got to come back to, to what we're doing, and I'll, I'll look into that in a little bit. But um, comedians getting heckled is, is pretty fantastic. Because it's like, I don't know, just trying to box a boxer or something, you know? Like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing? Th those videos actually are pretty satisfying, too. When somebody's being a bully and it turns out the person that they're messing with or somebody in that company just happens to be a semi-pro boxer or something. You don't even need to be, like, a pro boxer. You just need to be a guy that competed at one point. There's, like, 80-year-old dudes who used to box 20 years ago that just one-shot a guy right in the temple. Just lay him out for being a freaking punk. Those are, those are great. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'll try to figure that out. All right, I think we're back on track. Uh, Omar, what's going on, man? What's up? This is Omar Firefighter. How y'all doing? Uh, first, I want to say I'm glad you like Big Trouble in Little China. Yep. Uh, and you, yeah, you were right about uh, the characters. Like, Kurt Russell is like Johnny Cage. His best friend go. is like Luke Kang. Obviously, you know, the Three Storms is Raiden. Yep. Um, but you forgot about the old guy. Is uh, like Shang Tsung because he was old, but he could change into a younger version of himself and fight oh. and stuff. So kind of like how Shang Tsung, uh, Shang Tsung can change his look and appearance and all that other stuff. And he was old in the first Mortal Kombat, and then after every Mortal Kombat, he like was younger. And they both took souls, everything else. Anyway, um, yeah, Scorpion and Sub Zero was just added though. There was no yeah. characters like that in there. But anyway, great addition by the way. Scorpion and Sub Zero are freaking. That was just, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but back in the day when I was a kid, that was just, like, tops, man. I mean, everybody was awesome, but it's hard to beat Scorpion and Sub-Zero, and then, you know, Reptile comes along, and it's like, oh, I mean, it, I don't know, I mean, I, kind of uh, Power Rangers-y kind of thing when you got the kind of same thing, but different colors and different powers. I don't know if that played into it at all as far as why it was popular, but anyways, freaking Mortal Kombat, dude, it was such a good game. Uh... I was just calling it, you know, you done, it's your fault. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, <laughs> I'm the, you're the reason that I bet on the Packers week one. Oh, no. And I basically bet it's a plus 600 and a plus 1,000. Basically, plus 600 is that they win by a touchdown to 13 points. Oh, wow, okay. And plus 1,000 is that they win 
over 13 points, like 14 oh, wow. to like 20 or something like that, 21. I can't remember what it is, 23, something like that. So basically, it's like um, that was better odds in the division because division was only 400. Yeah. And I'm not 100 percent sure win the division, but I feel like you know the Bears' defense is that trash. They're like we should at least be able to beat them by a touchdown. Is what I'm hoping. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Anyway. Yeah, I think um, I, I I like that bet only because, and I'm sure I'm thinking about this wrong, but th- the point is we don't know anything. We have no idea, you know, what's going to happen. But it, it's to the point in my mind that, you know, the Packers could get blown out. Not super likely, but it's entirely possible. I mean, I, I say not super likely because the Bears' offense generally was not built to run that way. But who knows? They're, they're a different team now, whatever. It could be close. It could be close in the other way with the Packers winning. But the Packers also could blow out the Bears. And I would say it's less likely, right? So, so I guess here's the way I'm looking at it. Let's say you're going to bet the Packers are going to win. That's a given. Do you take the odds that are just barely in the Packers' favor? I don't know what it is, plus 105 or 110 or something stupid, that the Packers, you know, just win the game. It's probably more than that, but whatever. Or would you rather take a shot at they're going to win and they're going to win big? Again, I know I'm thinking about it wrong, but just in my mind, it's like, okay, so, so we're assuming they're going to win, just for the sake of we're already, we have already predetermined we're going to bet on. It's almost, in my mind, 50-50 between are they going to win in like a narrow, it's a back-and-forth battle and the Packers pull it out in the end, or are they going to win because the Packers are actually quite good and the Bears are garbage? In that case, I'd almost rather swing for the fences. Now, as you move on through the season and, and you learn more about teams, you can kind of look more... I mean, blowouts happen all the time in all different crazy situations, but especially now where we really don't know. But again, all that aside, please don't make bets on my account. I really don't want people losing money and then getting mad at me because of something I said. All right, I'm just talking here. (laughs) It ain't that serious. So I hope that uh, if you are going to place a bet, just make sure it's money that you don't super care about. Um, also, uh, I, I, I do remember I'm not the first to, uh, talk about the cleaning lady. I just was a reminder mm-hmm. because I'm, I didn't hear you say anything else about it. Still <laughs> so haven't watched it. I will take that. Just like I was the first to talk about Forum and I'm about somebody else called about Forum. And I still don't think you watch Forum, which is a travesty. But, Forum? um, anyway. Remember. Go back, go, and uh, enjoy y'all weekend. From. All right. So the, I, I know there's three things. There's cleaning lady from apparently, which I don't even remember that. And then what is it? Sixty yard line or something? Something like that. I gotta watch that. I had the tab open forever, where it's like I just gotta watch it. Oh dang, from looks crazy. Are you sure you told me about from? This looks kind of like up my alley, and I don't recall this. Is that the guy from uh, Lost? It looks like the guy from Lost. Dude, you're lying. You never told me about this. This looks... Again, this looks like... See, from the producers of Lost, I told you. Anybody else from Lost on here? Or is it just Michael? That looks crazy. But anyways, I had that tab open forever, and then I just... I didn't want to watch it. And so I got sick of that tab, and I closed it. And hopefully I'll just remember one day when I feel like watching it. That goes for the cleaning lady and from as well. Is there a place to watch this that I don't have to pay for? Oh, it's a TV show. Hey, what's up, Brian? So I was just thinking the other day, like, 
was on Instagram and I saw a Lions fan story and it was basically like put in a hot take for whatever team you like. And so I was putting in one for the Packers and I was like, well, I don't want to hate on this person's Instagram page. So I'm just going to say that the Packers do well, but then they tie with the Lions at 10 wins. And so that got me thinking like every podcast that I listened to has kind of ruled out like that two teams in this division could be good. I always see like, oh, the Lions are at the top and then it kind of falls off from there. And like some teams have the Vikings at top at, at, at the top and then it falls off from there. And so, um, I was just thinking like, what if two teams from the NFC North both make the playoffs? How crazy would that be if like in the second round, the Packers are playing the Lions yeah. and they're competing for a, a playoff game? And so, I don't know, just kind of throwing that idea out there and just kind of seeing what you think about that because like last year, the NFC East had tons of teams in the playoffs and like, I feel like every everybody's kind of ruling out that two teams from the NFC North could be good. It's like either you buy into a team or that team's going to suck. And I don't think that's really the case. And so if the Lions end up playing the Packers or the Packers end up playing the Vikings or the Lions play the Vikings, whatever, I think it would just be pretty cool to see two teams from the NFC North when people are saying that it's going to be pretty bad. Um, I don't know. I just think it would be pretty cool. So what do you think about that? And, yeah, see you later. Yeah, I think – as I've said now probably a thousand times, we, we like to oversimplify things. Nothing is 100% or 0%. But everything we talk about, you know, especially in the media, is 100% or 0%. Or social media. Oh, you're an, that'll, the Packers will never be good. They'll never get to the playoffs. Come on, man. You can say unlikely. You can say sub-50%. You can say 25%. Whatever it is, it ain't zero. It's not. And whatever it is, the other crazy thing is, the NFL has unbelievably unlikely things happen regularly. The the Vikings winning, what, 13 one-score games? It's never happened before. And so prior to last year, as, as far as we're all concerned, it's impossible. Literally never happened before. No reason to believe it's going to happen. But it did. Packers getting back-to-back Hall of Famers, possibly three in a row. Basically impossible, but it's not impossible. It happened, and it might happen. So when you look at the NFC North, I, I think it's true to say that all four teams are more likely to be not great than great. Trying to pick my words carefully. But I, I just think it's easier to make a case for not good than good. And, and people might disagree on a couple. Obviously, it's a Packers podcast. A lot of people would disagree on the Packers. But, you know, I, I think from the Packers' standpoint, and, I, and again, I'm, I'm much higher on the Packers than I think a lot of, especially national media people are, just because, again, if you actually look at the components that we do know, they're very positive. The offensive line is fantastic. The defense pretty much across the board, I know the safeties are rough and there's some questions about depth at defensive tackle and all that, but compared to what most NFL teams have, it is, it is loaded with talent. And even unknowns like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, they skew positive based on the little bit that we have seen. But even still, you could look at it and say, look, it's generally an unknown. The defense struggled last year, and you have to assume that even if this is a good team eventually, it probably won't be in year one. So it'll be a, you know, maybe it's an eight-win team or something, but not a playoff team. I think that's a, a slightly easier case to make than they get into the playoffs. Vikings, exact same thing. 
You can make a case for playoffs. I just think it's easier to make a case for misses the playoffs. I honestly think it is for the Lions, too, despite people just assuming that they're going to be. Why? Because they've never gotten in in this regime. And I don't think they got all that much better. I think the jump from two years ago to last year was more significant than last year to this year. And I don't know that you know that, that we can say definitively that they got better. I think Jared Goff kind of peaked, and he could easily regress. I don't think Amon Ra takes another step. I think he's kind of at at the top, which he's fantastic, but I don't see continued growth there. The offensive line, I think, is, is essentially peaked. So where did they get better? Maybe when Jamison Williams comes back, but that's not a guarantee, and he's not coming back for a while. He still has basically never taken an NFL, a, a real legitimate snap of, of being an NFL football player. They got rid of their tight end for whatever reason. They got rid of the, the two most, well, I shouldn't say the two most effective, but two of the most dominant parts of their offense, which are their running backs, they got rid of both of them, and they still have a terrible defense. And to be completely honest, it was, it was a team that had a really scary offense at time and, and one of the worst defenses in football. It was the worst for quite a while. It got overtaken by the Chicago Bears because they're a freaking joke. But I, I would say it's more likely the offense regresses back to something more reasonable based on what their offense actually is than it is that their defense takes a jump. And then the Chicago Bears, I don't really need to elaborate on. You know how I feel about the Chicago Bears. I mean, yes, they're going to get better because as far as their record is concerned, it's it's nearly impossible for them to stay at three wins or less. Most teams accidentally win more than three games. I mean, heck, the, the, the Texans were riding high with the number one pick. Only two wins, and they accidentally won the last one. Freaking morons. But are they going to jump to playoff team? Probably not. But, but here's the, the larger point. Even though you can make a stronger case for four teams not getting in, when you look at all four across the board, what are the odds that all four miss the playoffs? Well, I mean, all four can't miss the playoffs, but you know what I mean. All four are not playoff caliber, and one happens to be or whatever, because somebody has to get in. It's actually quite low. So you say, okay, well, one of them is probably playoff caliber, I'll say. Like, gets in and deserves it. So what are the odds that two get in? It's, it's not maybe the greatest, but it's, it's not astronomical odds. And so again, we, we always think in, in broad sweeping terms of, no, this is a garbage division. And, and I don't have any problem with people saying it. I don't think we have to put caveats on every single thing we say, like, well, we don't know, but I think it's going to... We get it, right? We understand generally. But I think sometimes we get carried away and we kind of forget that we don't know, and that needs to be explained to people. This could be the best division in football. It's unlikely, it's not impossible. And, and any NFL football fan that doubts what I'm saying, I swear it's like we just memory purge everything about football. Do you remember how good the AFC West was supposed to be? The greatest division of football is going to be so dominant. Oh my goodness, the Chiefs might even be the worst team in that division. It's going to be so good. Everybody was an arms race. That division was so crap. The Denver Broncos were a joke. The Raiders were a joke. The Chargers, pretty much a joke. Nothing changed except maybe those teams got worse somehow. And the Chiefs basically stayed the same team despite losing probably their best weapon on the team. Nothing changed. We have no idea. And the Seahawks are supposed to be the worst team in football. I was, I would have bet my house on it. That team is a complete joke. Geno Smith, oh my goodness. They couldn't win. Uh, I made the mistake of doing exactly to them what, what everybody does to the Packers. If you can't win with, with uh, Russell Wilson, how are you going to win with Geno? Well, they actually got better, because it turns out Russell Wilson kind of played like crap, and Geno Smith is actually better than I think people gave him credit for, even though I absolutely respect expect regression. I've talked about that already. Point is, we have no idea. So, could there be two? A hundred percent. And two legitimate football teams, like contenders. 
Heck, there could be three. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it gets less likely the more you go in that direction, obviously, but you, we don't know. But I, I mean, I would go so far as to say it's, I'm not going to say likely, but it really wouldn't be that surprising. Again, the Vikings won 13 games, I think, something like that. I mean, if they just do it again and the Lions win like two more games, what did they win, nine? I mean, that, that, that's, that's all it would take. And we got two really good teams in the division. And, and we already know that the path for the Packers is actually quite easy. If the defense plays well, the offensive line blocks well, the receivers get open, run the right routes, and can catch, and Jordan Love is able to throw the ball in the right places. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a couple things here, but obviously you're going to have to. You're going to have to fill in a couple gaps in a positive way, but that's really all it's going to take. This team is going to sail into the playoffs. You start seeing some of those passes like we saw in freaking training camp. Good <laughs> lord. Oh, I'm going to go on a tirade on it tomorrow on the podcast a little bit, but man, these videos leaking out I think are critical, and I am excited about them, and I don't want them to stop. I think it's very important that we see how good Jordan Love is. I know there's some people who are like, no, 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 let everybody be surprised. I get it. I, I understand. I I get it. I do get that. But I, I just, I don't know. I'll, we'll get into it tomorrow. It, it's fine. But yes, to answer your question, I don't think it's that far-fetched. Do I think it's unlikely? Yeah, it's sub-50% that we have two really good teams. It, it might be about 50-50 that we have one good team. I don't, I don't really know how that's all going to pan out. But um, yeah, I, I guess I would kind of agree. I don't remember exactly how the question was phrased, but I would agree. Ryan, hey, Jeff Matchett from Milwaukee. What up? Hope you are doing well. Thanks, you too. I'm hearing a lot of people call in on uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yes, and I guess I, maybe I'm one of the few where it, it doesn't really bother me that much. I I don't know. I, I, I guess I feel like Aaron is making himself look worse and worse through all of this. And I think he's giving... Brian Gutekunst, the biggest middle finger he can give him. Yeah. And anyone who didn't see that relationship between him and Goody and Mark Murphy, that the whole front office, and his hatred toward them, because we've heard Aaron praise Ted Thompson. Yeah. But he has never said anything nice about Mark Murphy or Brian Gutekunst. Right. So. Well, and and he's been overt about it. Remember when he did that big interview? Like, he went into the darkness, and it was a crazy time, like in 2021 or whatever it was, when like he was going to get traded, and he didn't want to be here, and like we, we couldn't get a hold, and like nobody knew where he was, and then he gave this big interview to some, I don't even know who the reporter was, but Rogers was gushing praise on what a great reporter he was, and he was giving this exclusive interview, whatever. And he went out of his way to, to praise everybody except... Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst, and, and it was just constantly backhanding them the entire time. He did it just today, I think. He did an interview, and he talked about nothing but love. And I've, I've already mentioned that. I, I think he genuinely loves and respects the organization. I think the fans, for the most part, um, the, the culture, the players, all that stuff, even though I think, again, I think a lot of the stuff he does hurts them. But, you know, again, the, the number one goal for him is just to attack his enemies. But he, he, he went out of his way to, like, list... You know, oh, I love this, I love this, I love this, I, I I keep in touch with all, you know, and deliberately leaving out, you know, Gutekunst or whoever, which, I mean, come on, we all know, obviously, he won't even so much as answer his calls when he called, when Brian Gutekunst called him to have a conversation, he wouldn't answer the phone. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's been a long-standing thing where he just refuses to almost acknowledge their existence. He's making himself look worse, and... The more he pulls antics like this, the more and more he looks like the lesser person. 
So I'm I'm over it. Uh, I appreciate what he did as a player, except for those final three years. Yes. Uh, when his selfishness and arrogance uh, overtook him, and now he's just making decisions out of spite. So go for it. You're making yourself look worse, Aaron. Anyways, thanks so much. Appreciate everything you're doing, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, and and I I just I feel like that's an important distinction. What you said at the end there. I mean, I, I think some people don't accept that. Like, no, no, you can't say you appreciate him and then trash him. Look, you you can. We we do this with family, right? I love you as a member of my family, but I I don't agree with the decisions you're making in your life right now. I don't agree with whatever you did to this person, that person, whatever. You know. That that's that's a common thing. So yeah, I mean, I I I think for the most part, some people are are over the edge as far as like hatred through and through, like to their bones. They 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 hate the guy. Uh, that that's a separate thing. But I, I do think there's a large category. I think it's pretty much almost everybody. I mean, I can think of one person in particular that <laughs> doesn't qualify, but. Has has that sort of deep seated hatred thing going on, but I think for myself and for most people, that is the 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 general thing. Absolutely feel appreciation, genuinely like him. You know, I make fun of him a lot. Whatever it is, what it is, I make fun of people that do stupid stuff. He does some stupid stuff. I make fun of it. So what? He's a weird freaking hippie. <laughs> I'm gonna make it's funny. I don't care. Doesn't. I'm not mad about it. But no, it's it's genuine appreciation for what he gave me over those years. And I say he gave me. Yes, there were other people. Jordy Nelson and uh, Mike McCarthy. And I mean, you can go down the list. I mean, so many people have given me so much to be appreciative for. But I don't know that we would have much of any of it without Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre or whatever. And I, and I, I genuinely mean that when I, when I say that. And I, I when I think of Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't get angry. Unless I think specifically about recent history, I start to get a little... Little, little fired up. But, but if I think like, you know, 28, not even like 2016 prior, the guy's my hero. But yeah, there, there is sort of that thing where, and, and this is part of the, the discussion where I talk about this, this break needed to happen earlier because it just became toxic. And it got to the point where a lot of us, myself included, probably you, we don't want to be here. I don't want to be in a spot where I'm sitting here thinking, I, I want him to fail so badly with the Jets, partially because of our pick. Partially because of screw the Jets, and partially because, you know, his whole thing is sticking the middle finger up to... And, and I know, like, Rodgers feels like, well, no, 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 it's not geared toward the fans and the players and all that. No, 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 you don't understand. You cannot do what you did and expect us to just say, oh, that's not geared toward me. It is. Everything you did, and I've said this before, everything you did to smack Brian Gutekunst in the face had negative effects on us as fans, on your teammates, and everything else. I get that you don't have any direct animus, but that doesn't matter. You can't, you know, again, going back to the parents fighting thing, you can't get into a fist fight with your spouse and then tell your kids, oh, no, I'm not mad at you. What are, what are, what are you getting upset about? Why are you crying? I'm not, it's not about you. It's your mother. I hate her. I didn't punch you. I punched her. That's not how that works. And so, yeah, I, I, again, when this is all done, it's done. It's 100% washed away. But right now, this is a battle. And Aaron Rodgers has stuck his flag in the ground and said, I am a Jet, and I am specifically anti-Packers, and I'm going to continue to do that. Again, in his mind, it's anti-Murphy and Gutekunst, but that ain't how that works. 
That middle finger is pointed directly at all of us. So yes, screw you. And I hope you get the crap kicked out of you behind that offensive line. Not too bad to where you can't get to the 65%, but I hope you get the crap kicked out of you and that team sucks. And then when you get it out of your system and you leave New York, I cannot wait for you to come back and be a Green Bay Packer again and put all this behind you and hopefully you can be a man and, you know, shake Brian Gutekunst's hand and put all that stuff behind you and we can move on. Because this whole pissing match is tiring and it's exhausting and it should have never happened. You should have been man enough to just accept the fact that you're getting old, you haven't been playing well, and you know what? We draft quarterbacks. It's what we do. The Packers said prior to that draft, yes, there is a very distinct possibility we will draft a quarterback because that's what we do in Green Bay. But he couldn't handle that, and he turned it into a big, messy thing. And yeah, so, so that, that's just the reality. He decided to, to do all this stuff. And, and that's, this, is, this, is, this is my team, dude. This is my family. The fans you're spitting on are, are, are Packer fans. That's, these are my fans. That's my GM. That's my team. These are, those, are, those are my, not directly my teammates, but these are my teammates, man. That's my team. No, I'm not going to handle that well. And no, you don't get a pass because you're a very good football player. That isn't how that works. And, and, and final note, just to be fair for everybody that's not accepting what I'm saying, Jennings gave you some good times too. You didn't have a problem turning on him, did you? When he went at Aaron Rodgers, you went for Jennings. What about all the stuff that he did for you? Oh, no, but that's he went too far when he went after Rodgers. Exactly. And Rodgers is coming after this team. Same rules apply. Same exact rules. You cross the line. Nobody gets a pass. I don't care who you are. You don't get a pass. Hey, Rod. It's Jersey Mike. What's up? Uh, I feel like I'm taking advantage of this whole, like, you catching up on calls. I'm just going to keep on calling until a bunch of people start calling again. Yeah, you're good. And uh, you guys get sick and tired of hearing my voice. But anyway, um, a few things I wanted to touch on. That uh, that Jordan Love spiel I gave the other day. Yeah. Um, I, I Again, I was just busting your, your balls. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't being serious. Most of that was directed towards uh, Packers fans in general. And, you know, I just wanted to direct it towards you. But I, I really, I actually agree with most of what you said. No, and that's fair enough. I just, I, I wanted to clarify because, like I said, that's why I over-explain everything. Because in my mind, I can hear people arguing with me. And I'm almost having an argument with myself in my own head because it's like, well, then people are going to say this. And then I go into a tirade about that. So when you said that, it just triggered all those insecurities. Like, I knew it. I knew I should have spent another four hours explaining my position that everybody understood in the first five minutes. Um, second thing, uh, the, whole, the whole driving thing. Um, I do, I do want to go back and say something because I don't want to act like I am, uh, you know, uh, holier than now. Um, but... I, I, I am that person who's driving at 140 to 170 miles an hour down the highway. Um, but I also have a car that is purposely built to do it. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if there's nobody on the road and I don't see anybody, I'll, I'll be flying. Um, that, that's just how it is. Uh, you know, I know, I know all the roads around my house. Um, I know where people come out from. Um, especially at night, I have extremely bright headlights. So I can see everything like it's it's the daytime. Um, LED lights are amazing, but yeah, I, uh, I just I just want to say that I am one of those people who do some some reckless things. And on my motorcycle, I'll be lane splitting at you know a hundred just to stay away from cars. But you know I'm the kind of person that actually really knows what I'm doing, and my general goal is just to stay away from other drivers and not be around them. And the quicker I can get past them the better off it is. I'm not the kind of guy to drive a rush hour traffic like a moron, though. Um, you know, as, as conditions dictate, as they say. So I'll just, I'll just say that. And then I wanted to uh, talk to... Well, before we get there, 
So the the only the only here's my only thing with with first of all I, I hate motorcycles flying in between. Like it's just I, I dude, I can't see you. So if I change lanes and smack into you, you know what I mean? Like I just it just makes me nervous. Like we we got rules here. This is the lane we stay in. I just generally speaking, be be as reckless as you want. Just freaking be careful you know i just i I don't but but here's the thing with as far as like fast cars again we're operating on a two-lane highway here i'm in the left lane because everyone's going too fast let's say it's 70 miles an hour i'm gonna do 80 i think that's reasonable i'm doing 10 over if i see you coming up 140 and i don't see any cops i'm gonna bump it up a little bit because i'm like all right i want to be respectful because again you do whatever you want you know this is the fast lane if you want to take that risk, go take that risk. Some people get furious about that, like, screw that guy, what's he doing? He's an idiot. Maybe you are an idiot. I don't know. If you hit somebody, you're going to kill everybody, which isn't great. But um, he, he, my only thing is, look, I'm going to get over when I get over, when I get an opening. There's no opening right now. I'm not going to slam on my brakes. I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, let's let squeeze me in here, and I'm going to drop down to, to 64 because that's what you guys are doing because i got to let this guy through. All I would ask, don't ride my bumper. Because if you're going to come up on me and say, hey, you know, first of all, you need to get out of my way or I expect you to do like 140 so that you can get out of the way because I shouldn't have to hit my brakes. No, no, no. You're going to have to hit your brakes a little bit because I ain't going that fast. And I'm again, I'm not going to go throw myself into a ditch just to get out of your way. Right. So I get it. It's cool. I'll bump it up. I'll go as fast as I feel comfortable. And as soon as I see an opening to get over, I'm going to do that. But if you ride my bumper, I'm going to get pissed. Because now it's screw you, right? Because now it's like, we got to kind of cooperate on these things. And if you're going to ride me, like I have every right to be in this lane. Those guys are going slow. I want to go faster. I'm going to try to be respectful. But, you know, th- th- there's there's a lot of give and take and compromise that comes with driving. So, again, I don't mind. You go as fast as you want. But when you come up, slow down and stay off my bumper just out of respect to be like look i'm, I'm not gonna d-. and if i don't get over now now you you that's when you get on somebody's bumper like hey you got an opportunity to get over you need to get over because that's that's the thing like that's that's the international signal of get out of my way but if there's a row of cars and i'm trying to get around them and you give me the get out of my way signal now i'm gonna slow down now i'm just gonna be a jerk and i'm just gonna sit here because you're being a jerk so i don't know where you stand on that as as one of those guys who does that. I, I used to do that when I was like 18 in my Astro van, but um, I haven't cracked 100 since. Um, but anyways, that, that would be my only thought on uh, on that issue. Joe's a janitor a little bit. Um, first off, he was absolutely correct. Milwaukee tools, power tools, they are, they're the best. Hands down, they're the best. I use them every single day. Um, my M18 fuel uh, equipment that I use everything from my, my, you know, half inch impact to I'm, I'm going to be buying their one inch, what it's called the, uh, the D, the D, uh, impact got a D handle on it and it's made for, for busting some nuts. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's like 1100 foot pounds of torque thing is insane. Um, maybe it's 2200. It's, it's somewhere ridiculous. But anyway, they make some really quality electric tools. I have their their weed whacker. I need to buy a, a leaf blower from them. If they made an electric ride-on lawnmower, I'd probably probably buy that too. Um, I I love all that stuff. 
Um, but when it comes down to actual tools, like you know, mechanical tools and whatnot, just just be just be the smart thing guy. Go to go to Harbor Freight. They have really great tools. They're going to cost about the same as everything else, but they have that lifetime warranty, and you can go to the store immediately and replace it as long as it's in store, and they won't really give you a hard time. So I really love Harbor Freight. Anyway, go back go. Fair enough. Like I said, I, I have just enough tools to, to get done what I need to get done, and if I don't, then I guess I'll run down to Ace Hardware and grab something, but I don't have a massive collection. But again, I do have the Milwaukee, and uh, it's been fantastic for me for, for what I've needed. Anyways, let's take a break here. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy is where you can support the podcast. You can support it for as little as $1 per month, or if you'd rather, just do a one-time donation. You can go to Venmo and uh, hit up Packernet Podcast. Please remember to check out Grass-Fed Cooperative. If you're looking to get some meat and have it delivered to you directly to your doorstep, they uh, ship out some big old boxes of steaks and ground beef and everything else. There is free shipping on that. And if you want 10% off, use promo code PACKER10. That's capital P, PACKER10. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, Ryan, Kyle from Triple Falls here. Hey. Um, I'm a little behind, so this might be already covered, but just was wondering, I heard about the whole Love Shack uh-huh. thing. Well, what happens if you were to get like sacked or through a pick or something? What if we then would play Love Hurts in Nazareth? Imagine the possibilities. Bye. Love Hurts is by Nazareth? Is that is that real? It is Nazareth. Dude, I I thought Nazareth was like some band that my dad used to listen to back in the day that nobody really knew. 
that I could bust out and be like, deep cuts, bro. I had no idea that Nazareth did Love Hurts. I was thinking like Razamanaz, which of course, as a young kid, I would call Razamanads or Raz on my nads. But that's a really, I mean, like Nazareth is a really good band. I, I never, I mean, I guess it's a ballad, but I just thought of Love, I don't know. But like, th this is Nazareth. Like, I mean, it, it's, that's a, I don't know, I, I like Nazareth. I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away that they did Love Hurts. I was thinking that was like some 60s band that's stupid and nobody likes. And actually, since we're on the subject, talking about like deep cuts and whatnot, my favorite Nazareth song is Woke Up This Morning. She couldn't understand it. Here, let me, let me read some of the lyrics for you. Woke up this morning, my dog was dead. Someone disliked him and shot him through the head. Woke up this morning, my cat had died. I know I'll miss her, sat down and cried. Came home this evening, my hog was gone. People here don't like me. I think I'll soon move on. <laughs> so, I found the song intriguing, so it became my favorite Nazareth song. Probably for the same reason I uh, grew an affinity for Frank Zappa and his whole Ramit song. We don't need to get into that, though. That's a whole other thing. Zappa. But anyways, to answer your question directly, no, we shouldn't play Love Hurts after a sack. That's like trolling our own quarterback, but I do appreciate... It, it, otherwise, no, that's a, it's a good call. Sorry if that was loud. There was a mosquito. I tried to punch him when I punched my microphone. I think I'm going to call this the ADD Packers Hour. <laughs> did we take a break yet? I think we did. Next caller, please. Hey, Ryan. Steve up in Alaska. What up? Uh, just got done listening to... Uh... Your uh, your deal where you talked about the uh, Andrew Brandt interview, and yeah. glad that you played what you did because I hadn't heard it and it was it was interesting to hear his opinions on things because I I personally feel much the same way about how people should do things and how people should learn things and how people should react and act towards their profession. Yeah, you know, easiest way to say it, just act towards their profession. Um, I'm gonna refer back to when I was a commercial diver. Uh, you get into that industry, it's a short-term industry. You're, you're not going to be a diver for, for 40 years. It's much like football. It's hard on your body. Sure. You only have a short window, five, ten years, where your body really physically can handle it, and then it starts to break down. So you know you're going to get replaced. You, you have to know that. And I worked with, you know, I did it for two years, and I worked with guys up there, and you could see they just didn't understand it. They didn't understand that there was going to come a time when they can't do that job. Yeah. And it's going to be somebody else coming up, and they, they fought it, much like you hear football players. Now, my personal philosophy and, and look at life is you have to understand what's going to happen to you. If you have children, for many, many years, you're better than your children. You are more talented, you're stronger, you're faster, you're smarter than your children. But as time, time goes on, the point of having them is that they will pass you and, and be better than you because you will – deteriorate and they will continue to grow. Um, so I believe in teaching. If, if you're going to get a job and you're going to work in a job and you're going to be good at it, if you want to be great at it, you teach others how to do it because in teaching them, you learn more yourself. You, you get new ideas, you get new concepts and, and new, uh, new viewpoints on how to do the job. 
And so when I look at Rodgers and, and even when Brett was there, I, I, I never could understand that. When they came into the league, they wanted to be taught. They wanted somebody to show them how to do that job, and they were looking for that. And at the end of their careers, they were doing everything they could not to teach, not to help anybody learn anything because they were paranoid about losing their position when they could have been solidifying themselves in a position that carries on forever. Instead, they can't. Um, so, yes, it's, you know, you, you got to follow the process. You've you got to watch how the guys are, and you have to understand that in doing these jobs, the whole purpose of the job is to find a replacement for the guys that are there because that's what they are. Even even the GMs are going to get replaced, and they know it. So, yeah, thanks for playing that interview. Um, and I liked hearing it, and I, and I agreed with a lot of it. So you guys all take it easy. Go Pack. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, I'll do my daily, there's two kinds of people in the world spiel. Um, two kinds of people in the world. The is, the isites and the oddites, if you will. There's there's a lot of people who live in a world in which we say, it doesn't matter how I feel things should be. Sorry about the screaming. What matters is what is. And how do I operate in a world as far as, this is how things are. What is the best way to live my life in reality as it is? Then there's the people that are just miserable and angry and seem to struggle in every facet of life. Because they refuse to accept that this is the way things are. And I'm not even talking about things that can easily be changed. I'm talking about actual structural issues like like you were talking about your body's going to break down you're going to be replaced that's going to happen and it should happen that's that's reality but there are so many people that refuse to accept well that's not right and it shouldn't be that way and i i've put in this amount of time and i listen you're never going to get anywhere and you're screwing yourself by not just acknowledging reality if you just accept that there are there are Things that are just the way that they are, whether you like them or not, you cannot alter the universe. You cannot alter reality. And as a result, because there are things that are set in stone and they are the way they are, there are right and wrong ways to do things. And so there is a way for you to be intelligent and efficient in the way that you go through your life. And the good news is, it's the same formula that other people have. So we, we, we can learn from what other people have done how to act, how to behave, or even on a smaller scale like you're talking about. There are people who have been there that can teach you, hey, look, not going to be here. You need to be setting aside some money. You need to be getting ready to train. You need to do, you got to have a second, you know, chapter in your life and all this. Listen to those people. And so, yeah, I mean, just getting back to the running back situation. If you want to fight it, you can fight it. That's fine. But you need to fight it on the grounds of at least acknowledging reality. If you're going into it saying this is just rich, greedy owners, you're not going to get anywhere. Because you're fighting a mythical monster. It's hard to land a knockout blow on something that doesn't exist. You have to start first by acknowledging reality. And then you decide where you want to go from there. Should I accept what reality is and try to figure out how to maximize my life as it stands as an NFL running back, taking care of my body? You know, we're going more toward um, committee approaches. Well, that can be a good thing. That might mean I have longevity. So even if I'm not making as much money, maybe I can tack on a few more years. Start thinking in those terms, as opposed to just, I don't, that's not fair. That's not right. I get a lot of fantasy points. I should be getting more money. You're just going to be angry. And that's, and you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to get angry. A lot of people are going to get angry with you. Righteous indignation. That's when we get these splits, whether it be just this micro thing on in sports or something nationwide that we split on because we just get angry and it shouldn't be that way and all this stuff. There needs to be a change. Not going to be a change, man. This is, this is reality. It is what it is. 
You trying to say that this is an immoral thing is like trying to say gravity is immoral. Well, you can make that case to somebody who slips off a cliff and falls. That certainly seems immoral. Gravity just took that person's life. But we're kind of just not really making a lot of sense or making up a lot of ground by even having the discussion of whether or not we should deem gravity immoral and if we should try to fight for a new system. Bro, there is no new system. Figure out how gravity works. Stay away from cliffs. Well, I shouldn't have to. I don't give a crap. Accept it or be miserable. And I, I just personally get very annoyed with the, you know, the crowd that always wants everything to be different just because they feel like it should be. And, and, and they'll come up with any excuse or any kind of conspiracy theory thing that they can say to try to make it seem like they're right and, and we do need some kind of structural change in this department. No, you don't, dude. It is what it is for a reason. It's not because of the boogeyman. And I'm sorry that you don't like it. I'm sorry that it doesn't operate the way that you want it to operate or the way that you think is the most fair or equitable or that the universe doesn't revolve around your feelings. But it doesn't. So stop making everybody in life miserable and just accept reality for what it is. Thank you very much. Ryan. Hey, are you underwater Long diving? Hey. Been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Think hey. It's been over a month. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Didn't realize it was that long since I called in. What you been doing? Hey, everybody. Um, I have been listening. I haven't <laughs> listened to every single one because, you know, summer's here and... How dare you. Busy, busy. But I had a couple things. Um, So do you think that... Do you think at the convention of Brian's, <laughs> they complain about being called Ryan? I, I, I haven't talked to Brian's about it, but I don't think that happens. I could be wrong, but I think it only works in one direction. I think only Ryan's are called Brian. I don't think Brian's are called Ryan. That's that's just my assumption. But it would be a good question to ask a Brian if they understand that, or if maybe once or twice they've had it happen in their life. I don't think it's... 80% of the freaking time. And, and and as has been laid out by all the Ryans, um, we hate them anyways. And so if they're suffering, good, because they deserve it. That's just the way it goes. I wonder. Hi, my name's Brian. What did you say, Ryan? Yeah. No. no. <sighs> I tell you what, Ryans need to start doing that to Brian's. That's, that's what we got to do. We got to band together. And whenever we hear somebody, hey, I'm Brian. Hey, Ryan, good to meet you. Just to freaking, you know, right, right, it's their fault that we get called Brian all the time. No, Brian. You know what I mean? I do. I would understand. be kind of funny. All just of it. say it. it's the reverse, but it would, that'd be a funny thing. Maybe you could funny. have a Brian Ryan convention, convention or Ryan Brian convention. Yeah. I don't know, but that'd be kind of funny. Freaking Ryan Brian cage match. So in regards to the whole playing videos of, of training camp, yeah, I guess I kind of see both sides to that. Um, and so in your, um, I forget which one I, oh, which one I am, uh, what, what I'm listening to right now. Oh, it's the Love Camp Chronicles and Taking on the Bears. Oh, my back hurts. Um, Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry to hear so that. I mean, that, I didn't you were do talking it. about Shut training up. camp and and uh, putting videos out and so on and so up so forth. And when you were explaining it, you were talking about how you heard, you know, that 
um, Jordan Love has thrown an interception. Mm-hmm. And then when you saw Big B's video, it wasn't really what you thought. Not as bad it wasn't at all. As bad as you thought. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why. Like maybe that's why they don't want those videos out there because they don't want people to know how close Jordan is with these throws. I mean. So we're hearing, yeah, an interception was thrown, but we don't have all the details. So maybe that's the thing. You know, that might make a difference. Might be a reason why people are saying Jordan Love sucks. I think I, it is. I don't agree with that. I'm point. just saying that's where some of this might come from, you know. So anyway, just a thought. All right. Okay, bye. Yeah, so a couple points on that. Number one, I agree. That is why people say Jordan Love sucks, and that's why I want the videos to get out so that we have a change of narrative. I mean, Bears fans aren't going to stop saying that. Although, I did have very rational Bears fans come along, including one one guy. I, I don't know if he... I think he's a negative Packer fan. Maybe he's a Bears I think he might be a Bears fan. I don't know. He got accused of being a Packers fan because he, he saw a Jordan Love pass and was like, holy crap. I mean, this dude has been insufferable. He's he's I'm I'm shocked I haven't muted or blocked him by now and he's like dude that was an incredible throw I I had multiple Bears fans come out on the the 60 yard touchdown pass and that pass I mean a lot of them are being stupid and just be oh who's who's dropped how is it a good pass you know why it's a good pass you freaking jag off um but no I mean there there were legitimately Bears because here's the thing I think there's a lot of rational Bears fans who genuinely think Jordan Love is trash because they've never seen anything about it. And I understand some people don't care. I'm, I'm just making the point. I, I think a lot of people, Colin Coward and everybody else, and I'll play a, a clip for you tomorrow to kind of demonstrate this, they've never seen it. And they've only seen or heard bad things. And a lot of that is because a lot of this stuff gets leaked or or because we have a coach who refuses to heap any praise on Jordan Love, which, again, I'll get into tomorrow. Um, but, okay, so so that's the one thing. It's also worth noting, I used to be on the other side of this argument. Um I was of the mind that if we get a one-half of 1% benefit from other teams not being able to see it or whatever the case may be, it's worth it because the the, the video thing has no value. It's it's great for fans. You know, it's entertaining, but it, it, it's not about entertainment. It's about winning football games, and if it helps us win football games, then, then that's what we should do. But um, I've changed my position because, number one, I don't think there is a single advantage, not one. Any information that teams want, they can get um, from training camp. If it's that, if it's that serious and that big of an advantage, they can send somebody. But nobody's going to send anyone because nobody gives a crap what you're doing in training camp. And again, why would you do it in front of all these people? Some of them are going to be taking video, and the ones that aren't, you got 75 Packers beat reporters describing word for word what you just did. So th- I know for a fact there is. Zero, 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 zero benefit to any of this. But then again, beyond that, and maybe this was less of an issue when Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, because everybody knows Rodgers is good. You kind of maybe want to see about some of these other guys, whatever. But especially now, when this team is just getting absolutely eviscerated by the media, um, I, I, I just I worry that that's going to have a negative effect on some of the players and, and people in the locker room. And um, I do think Matt LaFleur is, is more panicked in the other direction. He does not want, I genuinely believe this, he does not want there to be a hype train for Jordan Love because it's going to be too much pressure. 
So he's trying to keep the expectations low, not because he's bad, but because he's scared of, of what the, the repercussions of, the, of that amount of pressure. But I think we've gone too far in the other direction. I think we've gone so far in the other direction where he is now considered one of the worst quarterbacks in football. I mean, you can see it. They just came out with a, you know, what was it, Mike Sando or something came out with a list. He was bottom tier he was, or tier four, just trash. And then Colin Coward goes on a, on a rant about how, look at this tier. He's tier, And everybody says he's garbage, he's garbage. And I've never seen a single good thing. Blah, 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 blah. That's not good. That doesn't help anybody. And and, I, and I'm with you. If if um, I'll, I'll put it this way: if I could see into the future, and no matter what, Jordan Love is going to be elite. He's going to be Aaron Rodgers 2.0. He's going to be the best of the three quarterbacks that we've had these past three quarterbacks. My kids are outside the door playing monkey balloons, screaming. Anyways, if I knew 100,000 percent that Jordan Love was going to be the freaking Mac Daddy and was going to shred the Bears and shred the league, and we were going to be just contenders for the next 15 years with multiple Super Bowl champions and everything, I would say, don't say anything. I don't want any videos getting out. Not a single one, because I want everybody to to run their mouth as much as possible and then just get punched right in the jaw. But I don't know that, because the future hasn't happened yet, and it hasn't been determined yet, and I'm concerned about the, the uh, negative implications, potential negative implications, of all this constant negative press and how it's seeping into people's minds. What's going on? It's Omar Firefire. How what you up? doing? Good. Uh, I feel like I got a summer cold or something, man. I saw sort a of throat and everything. That sucks. My family's getting sick, so too. That sucks. Anyway, uh, a couple things. One about the hot dogs. Yep. I've been hearing stuff about hot dogs, but I ain't heard nothing about the special bun. Okay. So I agree with you. Beef hot dogs is the way to go. I almost don't even really care about the brand on this beef. But the potato bun. Because it's got a little sweetness to it, just a tad bit of sweetness to the bun. Ain't nobody telling about the potato bun. Y'all got to eat this with the potato bun. That's just, I, I don't even care about the brand, but it's a special brand I forgot. Can't think of it right now. That makes the best potato bread, period. They make it for hot dogs, hamburgers. That's just, that bun just makes everything. It takes it like one step up, and I love it. So I just want to shout out potato buns. Right. And if you haven't tried one, definitely give it a try. Um, great. Uh, other thing I want to talk about was... Hold up. So number one, again, Chicago... I'm 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 from Illinois. I'm all about the Vienna beef. So I'm I'm a poppy seed bun guy. I don't know what that adds to the hot dog. I don't really care. That's just you know if 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 I'm gonna go that. I mean to to be fair, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make hot dogs, I'm probably gonna just gonna get some ballparks because that's usually what you do when you grill out or whatever. But if I wanted to do it up right, I would probably go get poppy seed. However, I think you make a great point insofar as we don't put enough care and attention into the bread that we use. I, I love just a normal, regular old, again, ballpark bun or whatever, you know, 99 cent or probably like three ninety nine at this point at the freaking grocery store. But the cheap buns, the regular old white bread buns. Have you ever had a burger on a pretzel bread bun? I, I, I remember the first time I had one at my friend's house and I was like, oh, this is going to suck. It was the greatest thing I've ever had. And I've done it maybe two or three times since. It's so unbelievably good. And it's like, why don't you explore the other bun options? I, I did do uh, Hawaiian rolls, which, again, very sweet, probably a little too sweet, but I was just, you know, we didn't have buns. My daughter was begging for uh, burgers, so I made burgers. I cut them into little quarters, got the little baby Hawaiian buns and did it up. It was, it was good. Not really my style, but I mean, what, what, and, and 
you know what else is delicious that um, I've never made in my life? I mean, I, I would do it without onions, but patty melts. Basically, cheeseburgers on rye bread. Unbelievable. Again, I'm not doing the onions, but dude, a patty melt is so good. And rye bread is good. Why do I buy white bread? I don't know why I do it. I went and got, went to the store today and got uh, this big old giant loaf of Italian bread for like three bucks. A small, tiny little loaf of white bread was two bucks. Why would you not? But yeah, we get we got to branch out, man. There's a lot of different kinds of breads out there. Cheeses, you know? I mean, American cheddar are, are, are standard, solid go-tos, but you know, I, there's got to be some great cheeses out there to explore. Same with hot dogs. There's got to be some good, but so I, I, I will, I will do that since I'm on a quest. Never been a huge hot dog. I shouldn't say that. I freaking loved hot dogs back in the day, but I've never been like, oh man, I love hot dogs. I need to eat hot dogs all the time, but I'm, I'm apparently on a quest right now to perfect the hot dog. I need to get Vienna beef. I want to get some poppy seed buns to do it right. I need to get some potato bun. Anything else? I need to get rye bread because I'm absolutely making a patty melt. So, anyways, any other suggestions? You could just text me if you want. You don't have to call it in. You can. It doesn't matter. Do whatever you got to do. I can't remember if this was like a BS report or ESPN or something. I didn't even look it's it up. Still BS. And somebody probably already talked about it by now because I waited to call. I was like, I ain't going to call about it, but since I called, um, that Devontae Adams wanted to be traded. To oh, the yeah, I saw that. He ain't got no quarterback. The, the Raiders going to probably suck. And I don't know if that's true or not, if that's just a made-up BS for everybody to um, just say. But also, I think it's jacked up that Aaron Rodgers restructured his whole daggone contract to save him like 35, 40 mil. I'm like, man, he could have did that with us, and we would have daggone won at least two Super Bowls, or at least one. I mean, dang. Like, we were so stressed for cash, and he didn't even care. I think that's kind of jacked up. He's trying to bring all the all-stars there or something. I'm not sure. But, so you can check that out. I don't know if you heard about that or not, or if somebody talked about that. Um, my last thing, I'm trying to think of a movie or something to chat about. Um, I'm so behind. I saw, what is it, Talk to Me, I think it's called. Some, some horror movie where mm. it's like this, uh, clairvoyance dead, like hand that got cut off and they put a stone around it and you could talk to it. Hmm. And if you grab it and say, talk to me, you'll see like ghosts and stuff. That was an okay movie. It wasn't too bad. It's uh, A24. They make a lot of weird movies. Okay. And you either like love them or hate them. That wasn't, wasn't too bad. So if you wanted to scare your girlfriend or something, go take her and see that. All right. Go pack. Go. Not your girlfriend, but other people. <laughs> yeah. Don't go get me in trouble. I don't have one of those. I do wish uh, I had a companion that was into horror movies, but I do not, so I'm on my own in that regard. As far as the... I'll check out the movie, by the way. At least I'll tell you that I will. We'll see how it goes. So the origin story of the Devante thing comes from that Carlton show or whatever it is. Carton? Car what is this guy's name? Craig Carton. The, the guy seems to generate a lot of this fake news stuff. Even even if he's not necessarily saying anything wrong, I've noticed a lot of these fake garbage reports come from his show. Maybe he just likes to say a lot of outlandish stuff. But he said, I guarantee you there will be reports coming out of Vegas that Devontae Adams will want out. That's what he said. Then you get ML Football, which is a very well-known fake Twitter account. They blast out stuff that's just complete nonsense, pretending to be inside scoop type stories. 
And he says, report, there will soon be stories that Devontae Adams wants out from the Las Vegas Raiders and that he will want to join the New York Jets and his former quarterback Aaron Rodgers per Craig Carton Live of Fox Sports. However, uh, members of Devontae Adams' team poured cold water on any rumors the receiver is looking to be traded out of Las Vegas. In fact, they characterize all reports of Adams being unhappy in Vegas and wanting to be traded as, quote, complete garbage, unquote. Two days into training camp, Adams is working to build a rapport with his new quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and has been working on the offensive schemes with the 49ers star before the camp opened. I was told Adams personally likes Garoppolo, and they are excited about the future of their relationship, assuming the quarterback stays healthy. So, yeah, it's just a talking head saying some random stuff, and then one of these Twitter guys getting on here and saying, pretending that it was a report as opposed to somebody just saying crazy stuff. And then an actual reporter, insider guy, goes out and reaches out to his his camp, and Devontae's camp is like, that's friggin' stupid. I don't know what you, why you're even asking me that. And that's that story. Anyways, uh, we should probably get out of here. You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.